0: Wonderful! I am exquisite. Welcome to the Untitled Van Life Project. This is Midday Ramblings with Q, a conversation about the Midnight Gospel. And today we're talking about Episode Five. Welcome, your host, your normal host, <laughs> Caleb Benimi. <and Amy. laughs>
1: He's like, I think I'm gonna hire you now to like do that at the beginning of every podcast. We should do. just go
2: ahead and pre-record his intro just mm-hmm. to every podcast. Yeah. And he's like, here's the untitled Band Live yeah. Project podcast. Midday oh, Rapid. with that like at I- least you finally <laughs> got the actual name right of this of I this did, series. I
0: did. I really kind of actually nailed that. But uh yeah. You did. Well, well, I, I don't know, know if I that nailed one it. every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 but I had some gusto I think you did in there. The most gusto I've yes. done so far. Um, so, episode five of The Midnight Gospel, you guys just rewatched it. I just rewatched it. Um,
1: we should have. Oh, it's like we were rewatching it together, but we weren't.
0: Yes, but. Because I know um, we were
1: watching it at the same time.
0: Spoiler alert for your audience. We might get to watch episode six together. Do it campfire style. Know what I mean, baby? <laughs> Are we going to have a campfire in your house? Because that's what we should do. Yeah, we can just set one of the couches on fire or something. <clears throat> That'll work. I'm down. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. um,
1: We've been okay. So,
0: so episode five of the Midnight Gospel is, um, I think, visually it, it's definitely a standout one. It might be one of my favorites, if not my favorite, visually. Um, well, what do you ones. love
1: about it so much? Visually.
0: Well, okay, one thing I will say is this episode visually the first time I ever watched it, this was the main episode where I was like, oh, this really reminds me of like Rick and Morty, the way they're getting like super violent and uh just kind of trippy visuals. <clears throat> well, the show's always been pretty violent, yeah the, well, that's true, I, remember I mean, when I, they were
1: like. Meat that was being diced and sliced.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying the first four episodes didn't have these elements, but I don't know what it was. Are you something about the first
2: four episodes were not violent. Trudy. Think,
1: Trudy.
0: Trudy. Yeah, having a demon in the butt and <laughs> everything else. Um, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not bashing the last four episodes, getting to episode five, but something about this episode visually is just stimulating, in a great way. Um, Although I will say the conversation, uh, while still excellent, is almost like harder to follow. I was after I rewatched this today. I was like, wow, I think this is actually going to be the hardest episode to talk about. Uh, aud- uh, as far as the audio, I think is going to be harder to extrapolate. Um, visuals are also going to be hard to articulate uh, my thoughts on and your thoughts on maybe. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's what but, I was
1: wondering. I. I'm still kind of lost in what I think the visuals, like what the message is there, what oh, it's like representing. Oh, well,
0: uh, I can give you a little Visually. background. So Yeah. So, you know, at least every time. Oh, well, let's I should talk about the episode. So Clancy uh, wakes up after puking on Rose's flower. Um, and this and, is the first time uh, we've
1: seen like like watching the episodes in sequence and something coming back up, right?
2: The first time that's happened? Like a storyline?
0: Yeah.
1: Story yeah. Um, yeah, I think I mean, a no, so. small storyline, but... Yeah,
2: I guess there was a little crossover with Daniel Hoops for a few episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, if, yeah, that's which, true. I think that's he true. comes back into play towards the end of the season. Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah, he does. Maybe not. Um, <clears throat> maybe not. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's not the first time that happened, but I guess I, this will, I will say this is the first time that the very end of an episode... Uh, follows with the very beginning of the next episode. Like, he pukes on the flower and passes out at the end of episode four, and then we see him wake up from that pass out at the beginning of episode yeah. five. Um, so I think that is the first time <laughs> that's saying, happened. i who puked on my flower? he puked my flower? And he decides that music music will heal it, um, even though there's other suggestions <laughs> that he could water it and do his stuff. Anyway, Charlotte, the dog, ends up healing it, but Clancy doesn't know that. Um... So he goes into a virtual world, as uh, he does, and this virtual world is uh, significant as far as his simulator goes. He has multiple worlds he can travel to. This is actually one that the computer says he wasn't supposed to find, or at least implies it. He finds it quite easily, but um, it's essentially a prison cell for characters of other worlds. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't go into a full explanation, but on the way you actually see uh, Trudy and Prince Jamroll um, in one of the prison and you cells. You see glasses man. Yeah. You see glasses, glasses man. man. Uh, you actually see. <laughs> and then there's someone else. You see. Um, oh, it was um the, the.
1: It's one of the guys from episode three. With the yeah the fishbowl head.
0: guy that that sold oh, him right. yeah. sold him the four cats or whatever the main guy sold yeah, him yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Damien Eccles sold them sold four cats for the blaster cannon. <clears throat> and I think you actually um, later in the episode even see some faces of characters that are going to be in future episodes when um, Bob gets uh, his tongue back and has a lady voice and sings. And they're kind of uh, uh-huh. showing uh-huh. <clears throat> they're showing visuals of the nodes and networks that connect us all. Anyway. Um, and he's
2: singing about how he used to piss on people's Eyeball, <laughs> yeah, gouged out yeah, eyeball, eyeball. holes. But he he was really burning he,
0: piss on there. He, he was really pissing ice. on his own though. He was really pissing on his what own. Are we that. all
2: just pissing on our own gouged out eyeballs? Eyeball holes. <laughs> eyeball holes.
0: That is that <laughs> Get is offent- official. <laughs> <laughs> that is officially how this episode ends, is uh, that's that's the conclusion. But um I was gonna say one visual that you continuously see. So um when Clancy goes to this world, he's next to a prisoner named Bob, and Bob has the spirit bird that uh speaks for Bob because Bob's tongue is cut out. And uh, the voice of that it's soul like bird. Golden compass. Uh, I never read those books or saw that movie, so I can't comment on that. Um sorry. <laughs> uh what about the but... show? There's a show now, Casic on HBO. I don't materials. I, I canceled I my HBO, it. sadly. Okay. Oh, that's right. Uh, Justin's <laughs> watching that. Um, anyway, so the the death of Bob continues to happen, and uh, Clancy's talking to his soul bird, voiced by Jason Louvre. Did you look him up Lou? this time, uh, Amy, the voice guest?
1: Yes, yes, I did. He is an author. And from what I could gather, it sounds like he, his books and what he writes on is pretty much a lot of the things he was talking about. He likes exploring old traditions, old like Hindu traditions, um, and kind of writes about it.
2: He also looks like a young Mark Ruffalo.
1: He, um, someone, yes that's been said before really
2: yes okay yeah i was like man i have seen this guy before and it is a young mark ruffalo um, <laughs> that's the was... hulk <laughs> <laughs> that's the hulk no i i haven't even seen mark ruffalo as the hulk i liked him before that before he sold oh out yeah. He was... yeah that's enough about mark ruffalo yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna to say that <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> sorry uh, mark we'll save before for another
0: ep but Can we get uh, Mark work on the show that would be great you'd probably get a he's lot like of listeners got hookups,
1: right cool yeah.
0: From, yeah, for ruffalo would. maybe maybe he could be list number five that'd be great i've got a copy to brothers bloom but that's i don't have a his phone number okay anyway that was an old movie of his um but uh <clears throat> so jason where where were we, oh right, Jason Louvre. so what he's written books about kind of old um traditions and so a mix of like mm-hmm. Hinduism and uh uh shamanism and other stuff Is yes that correct
1: yes yes yes, exactly hmm uh
0: but had he, i guess he hadn't done anything really like big media before this show, I would assume i I mean he's Not written books what, I mean, but I mean
1: um yeah, he's written books, but not from what I could tell.
0: Okay, interesting. Um, I did not yeah. look this guy up, but um, <clears throat> that makes sense. So one of the visuals that you see, though, is so Bob, uh, or Clancy gets kind of intertwined with Bob and Bob's uh, yeah, bird. And so Bob essentially is trying to escape this prison, uh, this virtual prison. And uh, we watch Bob die over and over. It's kind of like a, <laughs> a movie that came out, I don't know how many years ago, with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt called, it was initially called The Edge of Tomorrow, but then they renamed it to Live, Die, Repeat. It's kind of a weird story on that movie. But the two uh-huh. main characters just like die oh, over I and over this. again. Because I saw that movie in Germany, in German. And then I watched it in America in English, and it, or in American. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a fun movie. It was a fun ride. Anyway, I have fond edge memories of, of that movie. Is a much it's a better title it's
2: than Live, Die, Repeat,
0: though. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, but they. Live, Die, Repeat was, I think, initially like the tag of the movie. It was like The Edge of Tomorrow. And then, no. you know, on the poster, it was like Live, die repeat. die, repeat. And that's kind of the plot of the movie. But then they just renamed the movie Live, Die, Repeat. The which, plot. Uh, that's what strange. they should name this
2: episode of The Midnight Gospel Live, Die, Repeat.
0: Bob. Bob. Um, But uh, so Clancy is kind of, yeah, intertwined with this. And every time Bob dies, you get all these kind of trippy visuals. um, But it always ends with uh, Bob getting his heart taken out and measured against (laughs) a feather um, in between these two giant eyeballs who... um, So that I happen to know, or I don't... I can't remember if that's, like, an Egyptian concept or, like, Mesopotamian or Greek or what. Or maybe it's a mix of all a bunch of mythologies that kind of got passed throughout many religions and uh, empires. I don't really know. But um, the concept that, like, after you die, your soul or your heart um, gets judged and, like, they're supposed to measure it against a feather. I can't remember the name of the god or goddess that does that in whatever <clears throat> uh religion it originated from but uh so basically yeah, that, you, that you see that constantly just
1: pulled out of thin air
0: no it wasn't pulled out of thin air that's that is taken from i don't know which mythology or religion and like it might even be in hinduism because he talks about hinduism a good bit but i i want to say that was like an egyptian thing i remember hearing about it was like once you die your heart or your soul is uh taken to the underworld, measured against a feather, and uh, I think maybe some dark god, like, eats your soul if uh, it's not lighter than a feather, but it's very rare that it is, so most people are... But with
1: Bob, his soul d- was, like, never lighter than the feather, so he kept being reincarnated into the same Ye- spot, yes, in the same scenario. yes.
0: yes. Um, anyway, I don't know enough about this mythology to extrapolate too much on it, but you do see that visual over and over again uh, as Bob dies, the uh, essentially his heart being measured against a feather, and then he has to restart uh, his life. But each iteration of his life, he... Well, not each, I should say, but you kind of see this process, and um, Bob ends up you know, remembering the past life that he just had, and so he's kind of figuring things out of how to escape the prison, but he's also trying to become less violent uh, later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, what what were I guess some standout like visual or audio moments for you guys that you really? Because I've mostly been talking about visuals so far.
1: Well, um, I want to yeah, know what were some things I that you guys like? I like feel like that was a to? strong. I feel like that was a strong like visual representation of like the idea of past lives or like you living a past life and remembering things from it.
0: Do you remember and some I, past lives? Amy? mean, Ooh, yeah,
1: I know. Um, I don't know that I don't have anything like specific that I can say. I remember this and it felt like something from a past life, but you know, those times <laughs> where you have like, you have like deja vu or you like very clearly see something that you know happened in the past, whether it was a past life or not, maybe it was the same one. I do think, I think there can be some connection there. Like I said, I don't think I've experienced it very clearly on my own, but I'm not opposed to to that idea.
2: Accessing memories from
1: a past life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I used to be a a a stoic, (laughs) I, I used to be a stoic Greek philosopher. I still have memories of uh drinking poison at the end of my trial
1: i mean it is i do like i do like to entertain the idea of and like i can kind of connect with the idea of like you being drawn to certain things or like certain hobbies or certain things that you love based on maybe a past life of someone that you were
0: yeah i know i mean like uh when i when i got into uh buddhism you know, certain sects uh, definitely believed in past lives, and your past life might have even been as a tree or a deer or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, would, uh, might I thought that would be a tree. Tree sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I have a feeling I'll be a tree in the next next life. Like I'm pretty confident I'll either be mycelium or a dr- or a tree or a mix <laughs> of both.
1: So if you uh, think pretty confidently, you're going to have a next life. Do you feel confident you've had past lives?
0: Um, well, I just made a joke that I was Socrates, which I definitely was. I don't think I was, um, uh, but um, I don't know. I I guess I've definitely had like these weird feelings like, um, you know, I don't know, maybe this doesn't happen often, but occasionally I've met people that it like, you know, you meet mm-hmm. people when you feel a pretty quick connection with it. And it's like, I almost feel like I maybe like knew this soul before I met this soul. I don't know if yep. you've ever had that feeling, but I would say I've had that feeling uh-huh. before something of like, you know, I don't know, some, some like strange connection where it's like, I feel like we've, we've crossed before, even though uh, we haven't crossed in this life. So I've I've had a little well, bit of con- that with just people throughout life in general I would say just like a weird connection to people that feels like it already existed before it existed. Mhm.
2: So a concept they talk about in this one that was kind of like that shared consciousness like how um we are a net a net, and we are like the connecting. We are the inter the segments, or what's the what's it call them, the nodes in the net. Well, but well, uh, I
0: think I think he says we think we're the nodes in the net, but we're actually the connections of the, the connections.
2: Well, we should focus on the connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or we should nets, focus on the we connections. We always think yeah. we're the nodes, and that's where we think our consciousness is. But it's all really
0: the same.
1: It's all one thing.
2: It's all shared. It's a shared consciousness. Mm-hmm.
1: A
0: shared consciousness, right? Which I think we briefly. Talked about last episode, kind of. Um,
2: yeah, I mean so, it's a theme so, think, yeah. throughout this the whole show is this kind of concept that everything is one, um, either consciously or physically.
0: Yes, I I agree. Um, I don't know, Amy. Do you agree uh, with that belief? What?
1: Do you agree with that belief that everything is one?
0: Yes. Um, but I was going to ask you a question, and then I, I blanked on a question. I guess I was just going to uh, ask you if there was another, like, audio bit, or if you wanted to, like, what what do you think about us uh, being we think we're nodes in an interconnected consciousness, and we need to focus on the connections? Do you think uh you I have mean, an I definitely issue on to co- seeing <laughs> seeing the connections, or do you have an issue seeing the nodes, or do you have an issue seeing the net altogether? Because I probably have an issue seeing the net so. altogether often.
1: Really, I mean, I don't think so. I have always felt like a, a universal consciousness between all humans. I don't think I ever really knew how to put words to it um, until like recently, um, but I think. I don't really have trouble seeing, you know, the whole consciousness of humanity or just of living beings as a big giant net because I feel like I feel that. I think it starts to cause or it can, it's something I need to be aware of um, to keep myself like an individual still in that big net. I think something that I've learned is that Um, I can, like, feel into other people's feelings really, really easily, and sometimes I can mistake theirs for mine. And I think that goes back to us kind of sharing that whole universal consciousness. um, But that's kind of – there's still also at the same time that boundary of being your own person and an individual within the whole net.
0: Yes, and, yeah, I I think you are naturally empathic. And, yeah, I think it was last episode you were saying that you – we were talking about listening in that one – and you were saying mm-hmm, you've actually, mm-hmm. you've always had, which I agree with this, actually, you've always had great listening skills to others, but yeah, you're, you're more on a journey to learning, uh, listen to yourself. Um, and, yes. Uh, yes, I, I definitely see that. I think I'm focusing more on listening to others because I'm still working a semi-normal job. Um, and so I, I deal with other people a lot throughout the day, and I get frustrated throughout the day. So I think mine is constantly—it's re- uh, it's harder to constantly remind my connection to, you know, an old 99-year-old who's complaining about her garlic bread or whatever— Um, or a high school student who's complaining that they have a hard job when they have the easiest job in the world. They're just being lazy, and I have to tell them to do their work. Um, So having patience and kind of remembering the connectedness I have with all these people um, is more important for me to focus on than the fact that I'm a a node because... Ooh, excuse me. Almost burped. Anyway, um, it's harder for me to connect on the connections. sometimes Um, even though i do agree with the sentiment that yeah we are kind of interconnected in this net uh, this consciousness net that they talk about in the episode but i uh yeah i need to remind myself of of the connections between the nodes that are close to me i think more than just recognizing i'm a node in a net
1: Yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense yeah caleb where do you feel like you kind of fall in this
2: I'm kind of fucking lost right now. Yeah? <laughs> a, this, honestly, this is not what I was getting from the episode at all. Really? Yeah, okay,
0: I, what were you getting? Like, then the give whole, us a pivot. His.
2: So, okay, here's, here's the pivot. I kind of um, thought the whole thing of his cycle of trying to, like, break out of the virtual prison was essentially, like, his coming to enlightenment. And he has to put aside by the end, like, Everything like his anger and stuff and then that once he realizes that he becomes part of the net. The universal net. And Oh uh, yeah, know. yeah. I don't know where we're going with it.
0: <laughs> No, that is well, that is a good point, because that is where the episode ends, is um Bob yeah, has to continue to relive because yeah, we were getting into some audio point with uh Jason, but as far as how the visuals end up, Bob continues to be less and less violent as he tries to escape the prison and there's a point that he ends up and he starts uh, crying like trying yeah he starts crying more because he's like realizing all his anger and then he after you know anger he's recognizing a sadness and as he's recognizing a sadness. you know, I would say, even though it's not shown or maybe it is shown visually in the flashy visuals, do you briefly see yeah, you briefly see like Bob's childhood and kind of the inner child the concept of the inner child Um, I think that's like briefly flashed at one one of his last deaths Um, so yeah, then he you know, tries to escape unviolently, he tries to help others escape Uh, he ends up dying, the last time he dies I think is in a slightly more sacrificial way, and then he's given essentially a a kind of a, a time uh, manipulator so that he can just go back in time with Clancy's initial shot into the prison world and he literally gets released in kind of a digital net um, that he yeah. is able to escape uh-huh. escape from after they had talked about the concept of the net. Um, and yeah, he the His time mechanism
2: was like his the core of his heart. Once mm-hmm. he was yeah, able the to access corpse. that and like, shed all the other layers, he was able to essentially free himself and become part of the, the connected consciousness. Um, yes. I think it yes. speaks more of kind of like how we've been talking a lot about like death of ego, like death of self. Um, they talk about uh, how like losing hope is freedom. A line from Fight Club, but like don't hope for things to be, just like accept existence as it is, and you become yes. part of everything.
1: Wow, that line right there. Yeah. I like that.
0: Okay, well, yeah. Well, let, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to analyze on a word then because uh, as we were all probably made to memorize 1 Corinthians 13 at some point in our childhoods, the three most important things are faith, hope, and love, the greatest being love, which uh, you know, I don't think um, Duncan would uh, or Clancy would uh, necessarily disagree with that, but, yeah, they talk about um, hoping as a negative. And so what do you – do you agree that it's bad to hope or uh, – well, they they don't argue that it's bad to hope, but they just kind of say let go of it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think of the word hope? I don't know. I'm going to zero in on the word hope. Um,
2: well, I have it tattooed on my chest along with faith and love. First tattoo ever when I was 18 parents were so pleased with that one um i yeah i nothing's wrong with hope i think it was what you were saying it's how you attach to it if you become you just got to let go of it it doesn't control what the moment is the existence now it's
1: so it's almost like once you turn it into an expectation
0: yeah You start hoping
1: for something then you start expecting Uh it so then you get attached to it
0: yeah
1: i don't know i had never honestly i really hadn't thought much about this one word (laughs) Um, until watching this episode and now talking about it in this conversation. I haven't really had, yeah, I hadn't really just analyzed the idea of hope, but I do think just the strong attachment of and trying to control anything can definitely take something that's even, like love, if you try to control love or you put conditions or expectations on love, it's not in its best form, it's not being practiced in its best form.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that's uh, good. There can be kind of a, well, I don't think you're necessarily talking about the concept of false hope, but there is false hope, but also just like uh, Caleb was saying, kind of like latching onto it. And then as you said, kind of a love that you um, maybe latch onto, but you don't let it just be, you kind of have a concept Mm -hmm. of it and you get, you get so attached to the concept of these words that you don't kind of live the words. Um, themselves. So then what is
1: hope?
0: I don't know. I, As I was zeroing in on this, I'm like, what is hope? And um, I don't, that's a word that I feel like I've heard a lot this year um, in more a political context, which is I hope things don't go to shit or burn down or whatever. Um, or maybe some people do hope that because um, they think something better will arise from the ashes like a phoenix um I I don't know I, I, all your cats are getting I, called out I'm a cat. um <laughs> but I I don't know I the word hope is something that I f- felt like I've heard that word a lot this year and then in this episode I guess the reason why I zeroed in on the word is this episode they're talking about like let go of hope Um, and I was like, oh man, that's a word I've been hearing a lot this year. And they're kind of saying just like, just let what happens happens, which I think is correct. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to, uh, be hopeless in the eyes of an empire falling when nuclear weapons exist, you know? So I don't know. That was pretty apocalyptic. (gasps) A thought right so there but extreme. I mean yes. that's pretty extreme <laughs> but um but you know like I get what they were saying but yeah that was that was a word that I was that I kind of zeroed in on when I was watching the episode I was like oh interesting just kind of like let be what is um and then that's probably why I didn't zero in as much at the end which I think Caleb did a much better job at kind of how uh it's more about Bob's individual story of escaping this prison and better uh, bettering himself as an individual and then eventually uh, escaping and connecting with the net of consciousness. I think
1: like it's kind of like him, like you watch him, as we talked about, like he keeps dying and then getting revived, and you watch him live the same story over and over again. And I feel like you don't start to see him progress in the story until he starts to make changes. So, like, if he just keeps doing the same thing over and over again, he would die in the exact same spot over and over again. But once he starts, like, doing things. Or he'd
2: just make it a little further. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. But once he started, like, really making changes and I think really becoming self-conscious and self-aware, he starts being able to escape this prison, which was his goal the whole time.
2: Well, I think they say at the beginning the prison is like everyone in there is consumed with existential dread.
0: Oh, yeah, like why something like trapped.
2: that. So it's like how he's building out of his, how he's like growing out of his existential dread mm-hmm. to where at the end he's free and he's not dreading existence anymore. It's it's like he's stopped hoping and he's just letting what is is. And he actually ends up, the last death he dies again, but his uh, out of his heart they pull the time mechanism and give it to him. He's able to like reverse time and Shoot out of there with Clancy.
1: I mean, it makes me think of when Damien Eccles was on and he was talking about how, you know, people come up to him and just make, talk about how horrible his time in prison must have been and how awful of a life he's lived up to this point. And he was saying how he eventually got to a point in prison, yeah, where he was just like, it wasn't awful. Like, I wasn't miserable. Yeah. I think yeah. it was that point of self actualization or that he had gotten to.
0: Yeah, no, that's actually a great callback to an actual um, uh, voice. Uh, that was a character in episode three. Like, there actually is a pretty crazy parallel there. I don't know if that one was intentional or not, but... Yeah. Yes. Well, well done, Amy. Um, Thank you. Well, but yeah. I guess so, it's just, I as feel as like, I...
1: too, they're trying to make the point that, like, we also, just as humans, like, we have the power also to address any situation not from a point of, like, dreading it, but just from a point of bettering ourselves if it's something challenging. Like, I would imagine being in a prison would be challenging and constantly trying to escape oh, and yeah. every time you die. But, <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like it kind of, I feel that message laced in there as well of just, like, putting your mindset in a right spot to where no matter what your situation is, you can move through it and find a way to better yourself in a way.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think that's on. It's yeah. like, how, how do you make existence not painful? <laughs> existence is pain. Like, it's take just, out the suffering. Yeah, yeah. Take out the suffering. Yeah. Because I think another thing they mentioned in this episode is the quote where it's like, uh, I, what is it? It's like, I suffer because I am or something. Mm hmm. Where it's like, yeah, so many people are just suffering because of their existence. In this, yeah, because of their existence, because <laughs> of this existential dread. And it's like, how do you get yeah. out of that? You let go of hope, you focus on what's real, what's now here. And you work on improving that. Like, you can hope for the future. Like, manifest and put your energy into what you want to accomplish. But you also have to let go of, like, you don't have control of everything in your life. And being just existing with everyone else is the goal.
1: Hearing that phrase sounds <laughs> so radical. Like, let go what? of
2: hope. Let go of hope. Well, you that's know? what, honestly, because it was my quote. Well, that's what I think, you know, if we want to talk about that, we should bring in Fight Club here. Because I think mm-hmm. that is, right. honestly, the huge um, theme from Fight Club uh is letting go of hope and like being who you are and bettering that person um and yeah and you find freedom in that you find freedom in not trying to be anyone else and not trying to like uh, attach yourself to some fate you can't control no be who you are here exist in this space and that's freedom no i uh, i i like it makes yes. total sense yes and i like my yearbook uh, quote losing all hope that is freedom and it's been one of my like i don't know (laughs) motifs throughout my life is like give up on hope and focus on right now like don't don't worry about the future don't take care of existence here
0: i don't i didn't remember fight club being a senior quote of yours but that's nice to know and yeah no there's a there's a great fight club parallel (laughs) and uh yeah but uh, yeah, because I, I think the whole like, the uh, whole
2: Fight Club essentially is Edward Norton is Bob trying to break out of his self contained prison that he's made his soul prison. You know, does that make sense? Yes. Let's follow that? I yes. Am, yeah. Yes, Bob from yeah. Midnight Gospel.
1: Yes. Not Bob from Fight Club. Not not, <laughs> not Bob with the big tits. No. Yes. Yes. Not not Bob with the big tits. <laughs> yes. No. I see. I understand. I'm
2: comparing Bob in the Midnight Gospel to Edward Nor the protagonist, mm-hmm. or Tyler Durden, essentially, in Fight Club. Well, that's a whole nother. <laughs> so. But it, it's him trying to break out of this existential prison of like making ex- existence mean something, making it purposeful. It's not just pain. It's not just dread. So it's dread. like
1: we've created <laughs> an inner prison within ourselves when we live. Yes, and from we the
2: have, spot. and we have yeah. Stockholm syndrome to that prison. Same thing in yes. our society. We have Stockholm syndrome to this fucking culture.
0: Yeah. I think Keep you going. actually wrapped it up. <laughs> I, I, I think you wrapped it up. I need more pretty coffee. Well, damn. I got too much caffeine.
2: <laughs> the coffee <laughs> just now hit him. <laughs> it's just now hitting. But, um, yeah, no, that, that's it. But, you know, they, there's just so many things. That when I'm looking at the episode, they talk about World of Warcraft and how life, reality is like grinding in World of Warcraft. You know, it's doing nothing. Oh, yeah. It's just... Being a part the of rat this rat race. being a part of the rat race. Yeah. yeah. It's like so much about life is just how breaking out of the rat race and how do you do that. Yeah. And it's just being okay with existence as it is now and who you are and then knowing that you can take a step forward or you can take a step backward. You have that freedom, you have that responsibility, and choosing it, knowing you have these options is, is freeing. You don't have to hope for anything. You can you can take the actions to do it. That's thanks for coming to my talk. All right, signing out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I, uh, I think
0: you I drop. think you nailed it on the head, and I think I'm too stoned to say anything better. <laughs> 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 uh, I, uh,
2: I thought, it, yeah, well, the, uh, there's nothing better or worse. It just is.
0: It just is <laughs> valid. Uh, well, but, all right, well that's uh no actually like well we can keep talking but i i feel like you just kind of wrapped it up i don't really know what else to say like i i agree i, agree, I definitely
1: man. i feel like i i agree as well and it's also like reminders i have to sit with as well
0: reminders
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: yeah reminders to continuously let go of hope and just be yeah. or let go just of anything be? in the future any expectations and just be
2: Well, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: So, yeah, I agree with everything you said. And it's just a a reminder. Oh, yeah, constant practice. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: it's, uh, I mean, especially in life nowadays, we're just so attached to hoping something will be better in the future, essentially. I feel like everyone's like, maybe the future will be better. We can hope for 2021 to be better. And it's, yeah, maybe you should get out of your, attached to it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, just get out of your existential dread prison inside your head and, and just be. Mm-hmm.
1: What are ways to do that?
0: Sorry? To get
1: up. I said, what are, what are ways to do that? To get out of your existential prison prison in your head?
0: Well, I'd say a well, lot I go of past hope. episodes have talked about the concept of trying your best to meditate, even though you'll probably fail at first. Or failing is a part of it. That's that's not even failing. If you're trying, you're if doing it. Failing is meditation. Maybe go. Yeah. If you're trying, yeah. you're doing it. Yeah, meditation, Try you know, going on long nature hikes, uh, if you can, and it's not negative three degrees, Um, or long nature hikes in the world of Skyrim. Yes,
2: Mm. definitely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it feels like it, I mean, we've talked about how all these episodes are super connected, and a lot of the things that they talk about in each episode, like, just interweave together and yeah I kind of feel like this visually was the episode of showing like like it was whoever designed it their visual impression of kind of like you mentioned earlier like the rat race or us being stuck inside our own heads all the time or constantly trying to control the future and not shedding that ego and just getting down to our pure essence of ourselves and just being and I feel like this was kind of a visual representation of that process in one way
0: yeah Perfect. it might be might be one of the coolest visual representations of that concept i've ever seen which is why you yeah, yeah. listener should watch the midnight gospel
1: why do you say listener singular? we have more than one
0: well and i think one of the
2: coolest little moments is at the very end where, where we mentioned it where inside of it all inside of his very core of his heart he was able to control time Because, like, I think we've talked about how time is just not (laughs) a construct. It's just a construct we invented. Yeah. And, like, once he was able to, like, essentially melt away into existence, then time didn't matter. And he could essentially, like, manipulate it to where he was in a space before any of that happens. And existence was just connection to the net. Mm -hmm. But I think that's just a beautiful little Easter egg there at the end where it's, like, uh, at the core of his heart was, like, he can control his own time. Because it, it's not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, reality is not real. <laughs> Are we ourselves? Are you real? But, yeah. Yeah, I
1: like <laughs> I like how you worded
2: that. I like how you worded what you worded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just before that.
1: He's like, I like what you worded, yeah, like, word ten something. minutes ago. Well,
0: I'm going to word one word more up, thing. Word So, how the episode ends is, uh, actually, there's this so clancy wakes up after puking on the flower and uh, the radio is playing and he's just like turn that fucking radio off because he's got a headache and a hangover and he doesn't want to hear the song episode four. and then when he tries to heal the flower with music um he's trying to write his own song but he can't hit a certain note vocally so then he turns the radio back on he was like oh yeah this is a good song and it's the same song that he was annoyed by by um, when he first woke up. And then he goes into the virtual world and he comes back a bit uh, exhausted from his crazy adventure with the Soul Bird. And uh, then uh, the radio plays one more time and it's that same strange kind of annoying song. But by the end of it, he's just like, yeah, I fucking love this song. It's a classic. He calls it a classic. (laughs) And I don't know. I appreciated just that whole musical journey. It's a little just kind of... Little things sprinkled in the episode, but I, I appreciate it. Almost like
2: that. his perception of the musical journey.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: His perception of the music shifted. Indeed. Like we saw another just representation, just like hidden throughout the ep- woven into the fabrics of the episode that show the journey mentally he took. Mike, drop.
0: That's all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Cusick. You ready to take us out on this one?
0: Yes. Uh, stay tuned for episode you- six. Uh, we oh. love <laughs> you guys, even though we can't see your faces.
1: That's true. Episode six will be out soon. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and maybe continue some of this conversation with a friend if anything stuck out with you.
2: Or love an you. enemy. Indeed. Or an enemy. Or an enemy, and or an enemy you disagree, yeah. You guys can just fight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fuck out of each other. <laughs> until until you both and give up all hope. scene Mic drop.
2: In scene. Line. <laughs> Line.